Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not to mention understanding it. Mm -hmm. Having a disability such as blindness or another can be difficult too. Sometimes it feels like God's not even there. But in room 4216... God shows us his path and we find we are not alone. Hi everyone, it's Cecilia in room forty. Yep, and it's Pastor Dave here too. Pastor Dave, what have you got there? Oh, it's Blaze, our new dog. I'm petting her. She's a uh, uh, Shih Tzu. Ah. Yeah. And you don't sound. Wait a minute. You don't sound too happy. Well, just another dog to take care of. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've got. Now, wait a minute. You've got three dogs now, right? Yeah. Started with Coco years ago. Mm -hmm. And then someone gave us Joey. And Joey went on to heaven. And then Meg said, oh, I need another dog. And so she adopted Nelson. And then Tori said, but now I don't have a dog sleeping with me, so I need to get Blaze. Yeah, well, but who's the one that I've heard playing with Nelson a lot? You know, getting on the floor, playing with his toy. Um it, Only because it, he comes to me and begs, oh, come on, please, 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 play with oh, me. Oh, yes, of course. Only because he comes and, and begs. You have nothing to do with it. I prefer not. I don't believe it. You probably didn't know this, but as a kid growing up, I, was, I could see, because I remember this mm -hmm. uh, very, very well, um, going in, uh, across behind the house, and this gentleman had a, a dog, and I just reached down, hi, and, and he growled at me, and he snapped, and I Ooh. thought he bit me, and I pulled back, and I looked down, and, and he didn't, I didn't see blood, but there was a big hole in my t-shirt where his teeth had just gnawed through. Ooh. I was afraid of dogs. I did not know that. Uh -huh. And now that we have three dogs in the house, you know, they're, they're pretty good if you take them out all the time. That's why I have Blaze in my, my arms right now. I just brought her back in, uh, and I had a quick rush in here to 4216 because you were already sitting down here and all that. Yes, and I was. If I don't take them out regularly, they leave me presents. And there's only one way I find a poopy presence. I step on it and go, Ew. ooh, what's that? And then I, so I reach down with my hand, and then it's smeared on my oh. hand. So now I have it on my foot and my hand, and it's just... And then you got to go get paper towel or, or something and yeah, it's pick it up, just, and then you got to wipe the floor So dogs just don't give me the greatest, great, the, the greatest uh, of all uh, thoughts now. Today we continue in the book of Philippians. We're in chapter 1, and we continue with verse 3. If that's where you could start reading, Cecilia, and maybe hmm, up through verse 6. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. 
I thank my God every time I remember you. <laughs> Whoa. Seems quite uh, surprised that Paul should write that. Yeah. Uh, if we remember from our last episode, Paul had been in Philippi with uh, some others. And uh, this, the first time that he was there, uh, he met some good people. But then he also met some who beat him and put him in prison. And then he had to be uh, quickly gotten out of Philippi. But yet he writes, I thank my God. Mm-hmm. It's amazing he can thank God at every remembrance mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. But what about you? You, Pastor Dave, don't mm-hmm. seem to thank God every time you hear the word dogs. Are you saying you're not uh, thankful for your dogs? Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I got a little work on thinking to do. <laughs> it's hard sometimes to be thankful, don't you think? Sure it is. We've talked about this before. Oh, man, especially when it's just not what you want. Mm-hmm. But that's what Paul did. Is Even though it isn't what he wanted, he saw that God was working in it, and he thanked God for that. He wanted to be with them, but he couldn't be. Even though they were out of sight, they weren't out of his mind. In fact, he remembered them in his prayers. And he prayed for them with joy. Yeah, great happiness and contentment. These are people now going to be with him forever in eternity. People who are saved, people who know Jesus. There's nothing neater. I don't know about you, Cecilia, but every once in a while it's happened in my life where I've I've come across the country. Uh, it actually happened once when I went uh, to Africa. And as I talked with this person, I as they started talking, I realized, you really know Jesus and you really love Jesus. And it's just such a joy. Mm-hmm. I had that happen with a uh, child once. Uh, yeah. It was really, really a special experience. And so his prayers were with joy, but then also for this partnership. Uh, fellowship in the gospel. And and that's kind of what we were just saying. The, the one I remember is uh, Stephen in, in, in uh, Ghana, Africa. Mm-hmm. Thousands of miles away, different language, speaking with an accent, a broken English, different race. I mean, oh, but yet we were like brothers. Mm-hmm. And it was because we both knew Jesus. Mm-hmm. And his prayers also were filled with confidence. Not that he had confidence, but confidence because God who began a work in them was going to complete it. His confidence was, even though he had been gone from them, God started it, so he's going to finish it. I bet that was really hard for Paul. He starts this, and he goes away. He probably wanted to come back and visit them and encourage them, and they need me to get stronger. And yet he couldn't be there. Yeah. Found himself in jail right now, writing to them. And yet he was confident because he, this was God's work, not his. Okay, but I see this as just slightly different. Okay. All right. 
Do you know one of the things that makes me the most happy during the week? Mm, what? When we get a letter ah. from one of the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says something about, Dear Pastor Dave and Cecilia, thank you for whatever. Ah, oh, I don't care if all it says is thank you. That <laughs> just still makes my week. Okay. So I think what Paul is doing here is complimenting the oh. people of Philippi because of the job that they're doing. He's saying from the first day, that is the first day that they met until now, you've been my partners in the gospel. Not only that, but sometimes I think we believe that we don't deserve compliments. The enemy tries to trick us. No, you didn't do anything all that great. Or sometimes we don't even see that it is a compliment. Mm, That's true, too. And just ignore it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. gotcha, gotcha. And yet God is promising the Philippians and promising us that he who began a good work in you and through you, not not just that he's going to begin it and it's going to just stop, but that it's going to be completed one day in the day of Christ Jesus. He who began a good work in you He who began a good work in you Will be faithful to complete it He'll be faithful to complete it He who started the work Will be faithful to complete it in you Let's go ahead and read on um, the next two verses, Cecilia. Okay. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. Okay, I looked at the translation here, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but uh, there's a couple words I'd like to point out to refine the understanding a little. Um, First, I need to note, um, with what Paul is speaking here, and to the people he's writing to, the the heart, uh, no, 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 the seat of thinking is the heart. The seat of emotions is is the the stomach or the bowels, okay? Okay, wait a minute. Keep that in mind. For us, the heart is uh-huh. the feeling. That's right. Yep. Uh, they have it shifted the down. They have it shifted down. Okay, so... so, so instead and it of- makes sense. I mean, when you go, oh, it just hurts in my gut, and your stomach is churning because you're upset, and the emotions are yes. anxious, okay? Yes. So that's the, that's the seed of emotions, and the heart, what we have in our chest, that's for them the seat of intellect. So now let's read it again. I'm going to do a bit of help here with the, don't go too fast. Okay. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you. Okay. Technically, that word feel is not the right translation. It should be think. 
But the reason the translator put feel is, read the next phrase. Since I have you in my heart. Yeah, since I have you in my heart. And that is correct. And uh, we might translate that, or we might think of that as, instead of, since I have you in my brain, in my thoughts. Right, in my thoughts. It's right for me to think about you this way because I have you in my thoughts. That's actually what Paul is saying. Rather than the, it's right for me to feel this way because you're in my heart. <laughs> it's, uh, think about we're going to touch on the emotions in a second. Let's go on. Mm-hmm. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel. Now, tell me, defending and confirming, what's he talking about there? Um, whether in chains or defending and confirming. Um, many times he was out in the marketplace talking to people, mm-hmm. even as he was to Phil- the people of Philippi down at the riverbank and then out in the marketplace. That's the defending, the confirming. Okay, so defending meaning... Um, uh, speaking, speaking positively speaking of and, what God is doing. And and taking... Well, others would say, well, but, th- but this says this. Well, then Paul would refute it or whatever. Yeah, it, it, more than defending like that, like a defense stopping you to get to the well, goal. You, you didn't it's let not me that. finish my sentence because right. I was going to say in confirming, mm-hmm. yes, this is what happened. This is the way it is. God, Jesus did live, did die for you. That's the, confirming that, right? Well, mm, yeah. the confirming here is more with the miracles and demonstrations of acts and mercy and kindness and, mm. and outward things. And the defending is speaking out about what Jesus did. It's defending the faith. The faith is Jesus died for our sins and rose. We would probably say, instead of defending and confirming, we'd probably say uh, proclaiming and then living out. Ah, okay, so not that the translation is wrong, but it, it's based on culture and, that's and right. time. and word usage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all of you share in God's grace with me. That's obvious. We, 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 we don't do anything without God's grace. Mm-hmm. We all share in that commonality of God's gift of grace. Okay, go on. God can testify how I long for you, for all of you, mm-hmm. with the affection of Christ Jesus. Okay, here's where it really comes in. The old King James said, with the bowels of Christ Jesus. Yeah, I noticed that. That yeah. sounded strange to me at the time. Yeah, it's affection. That's that's the emotions. And, and that's the, how I long for you. That's the emotion. I really want to be with you. And, and that's where our emotions enter in. And it's with the affections of Jesus. Meaning, it's not just any old emotion. But its emotion is guided by the will of God. And shall we go on? Uh, sure. The next section, I think, is verses 9 through 11 of chapter 1. That it is. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day 
of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. All right, I have another question. Mm-hmm. In Galatians 5.22, mm-hmm. it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right. So, what is the difference between the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians and the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ here in Philippians? Nothing. Shoot. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the same. All right. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> it happens to all of us. <laughs> well, let's start parsing this verse out then. Okay. First off, he's talking about the prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he, what's really neat about Paul with this prayer is not only is he praying it, but he's giving a good example of how then we can pray. So he's not only praying it, but teaching us on how to pray. Almost like Jesus Christ teaching how to pray by giving us the Lord's Prayer. Correct. That's an interesting way to think about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Mm-hmm. Well, first, there's I see uh, three key ideas here. Love, mm-hmm. knowledge, mm-hmm. insight. Mm-hmm. Love, that's the um, agape love, the self-sacrifice, self-giving, the very love Jesus did. Okay, remember, um, uh, if you've in our study before, we've talked about four different kinds of love. And so there's the love you feel for your family. There's the love you feel toward a spouse. There's the love that... Um, friendship. Friendship. Super duper friendship. Mm-hmm. And then there's the perfect love that Jesus gives us. That's the self-sacrificing agape. And that's okay. what's referred to as here. So it's... And, and it's... Um, um, and, and, and it's not just a uh, – how did you say this? You, you had made an interesting comment. It's not just a love that is uh, floating out there. It's not just cute and sweet, and, but it's, it's active. And that it has an object. Oh, yeah. A direction. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the direction uh, is to, to give and sacrifice for Jesus' sake. And mm-hmm. then, as it says, that you can grow in this in knowledge and insight. Okay. Knowledge and insight. You like to eat, don't you, Cecilia? Of course. And you like to eat out at a restaurant, right? All the time. Well, now, not all the time, but when I get away with it. Yeah, and, and if I gave you lots of money that you could eat out every day, three meals a day, would you? Oh, uh, come on, just say yes. Yes. Okay, because I knew you would. Most people would. And you keep going out and you eat and you eat and you eat. What will happen? You'll gain weight and be overweight. And blow up like a balloon. Yeah, I'm afraid uh-huh. so. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's what can happen. Uh, but if you don't eat, what will happen? You will starve. You will lose weight. And um, you'll eventually die of starvation. Correct. And so this love is to grow in knowledge. And so it, it needs to have... Um, 
uh, uh, solid understanding uh, in the Word of God. And that's why we're here in room 4216 to gain that. Mm -hmm. But it's not just knowledge. Because some people, they literally go to Bible study, and they go to Bible study, and they go to Bible study, and they go to Bible study. But there's a second part to it. And that is, even like in human life, if you just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat, eat like you'd want to at a mm-hmm. restaurant, you get too big. Sure. But if you exercise... And use good judgment when it comes to what you eat. Yeah. So you don't just pig out at the buffet every single time, but you measure what you eat. But even more than that is then exercise when you go away, that you, you walk the three miles home or or you whatever it might be. You get on your exercise bike. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and that's where the word insight comes in, is that it's not just knowledge for knowledge's sake, but knowledge that gives you insight to the way of God, that it's applied knowledge. So you need the raw material, but then it's put to your life in daily living. And that's a lot of what we try to do here also in room 4216. And so this love has two adjectives, you might say, two descriptions. One is knowledge, the raw material, but then applied knowledge. And then comes the word, so that... So that, that's mm-hmm. just uh, a, a transitional... Oh, my Greek professor, he <laughs> spent a lot of time, it's called a hina, and it's a hina clause. And um, there are several different ki- types of, hin- the, literally, the, the, we translate so th- uh, the hina as so that. But in the Greek, these hina clauses had different things, as though a purpose or result... And so we, uh, it isn't just a transition. It means that what came before has a direction. It has a reason. A reason. Yes, yes. And what is that reason? Go ahead and read. Uh, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. Okay, so we've got two things there, don't we? Maybe three. I'm going to make it two. So that you may be able to discern. Discern. Discerning is choosing, evaluating. Judging. Judging. Mm -hmm. And and I know people don't like that word necessarily, but we make judgments all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Should I wear blue jeans or should I wear dress pants? Should I wear tennis shoes or dress shoes? Shall I uh, eat cereal or shall I eat, you know, we make judgments. And these judgments are in our Christian faith and in that sacrificial love. So we don't maybe give five bucks to the person at the corner who says, give me some money, but we might give them a coupon or a, or take them to the McDonald's mm-hmm. right there and, and buy and the buy food. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Discernment. Uh, it's, it's a judgment. Wow, this guy's hungry. No, he isn't just looking for booze money. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the discernment. So um, then the second part of that is that you may be pure and blameless. I'm going to stick those two together. Um, blameless means without guilt. Pure is uh, without any tainting. Oh, being totally honest. It, certainly. Mm-hmm. Being sincere. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Until the day of Christ. That is, of course, until 
He comes back for us. He comes back, takes us to heaven, Mm -hmm. where we will all be together. Even as Paul prayed for them, we pray for you. Let's take a moment and pray right now. Dear Jesus, thank you for your blessings. Thank you that even when things aren't going well, you are in the midst of it, even as you show us with Paul. And Lord, I pray that our love may grow so that even as Paul prayed, our listeners' love may grow in knowledge and in insight so that they may be able to discern and and be pure and blameless until you come back. May our lives be filled with the fruit of righteousness that you produce. This, Jesus, we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Write us. Tell us what some of that fruit is. You're not bragging and boasting. You're just telling what the Lord is doing. You can send us an email. To info. I-N-F-O. At not-alone. Dot net. You can also search us out on Facebook. How do they do it again, Pastor Dave? Uh, by Dave Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S, or Room 4216. Until next time, we, we are, are not alone. I will lead you who are blind by the ways you have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide you. I will turn the darkness into light before you and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake you. Do come back again to room 4216. Steve Green, he who began a good work in you, and our interlude musicians, Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn. And now, a few goffs from past episodes. In the name of the Father, and the... I don't think they had clocks back then. Segment... 5C. So it may or... (laughs) (laughs) Segment 4. What's supposed to happen in segment 4? You never told me. Oh. (laughs) Bye-bye.